The Story of Ivashka with the Bear's Ear by Anonymous, translated from the Russian by George Borrow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Story of Ivashka with the Bear's Ear In a certain kingdom, in a certain government, there lived a peasant whose wife bore him a son, who had the ear of a bear, on account of which he was called Ivashka, or Jack with the bear's ear. Now when Jack with the bear's ear was beginning to attain his full growth, he used to walk in the street and endeavor to play with the children, and the child whom he seized by the hand, off he was sure to tear his hand, and whom he seized by the head, off he would tear his head. The other peasants, not being able to put up with such outrages, told Jack's father that he must either cause his son to mend his manners or not permit him to go out into the street to play with the children. The father for a long time struggled to reform Jack, but perceiving that his son did not improve, he resolved to turn him out of doors and said to him, Depart from me and go wheresoever you please. I will keep you no longer in my house, for I am much afraid lest some misfortune should happen to me on your account." So Jack with the bear's ear, having taken leave of his father and mother, departed on his way. He journeyed for a long time until he arrived at a forest, where he beheld a man cutting oaken billets. He went up to him and said, Good fellow, what may be your name? Corsillo, replied the other, whereupon they became sworn brothers and proceeded further. Arriving at a rocky mountain, they perceived a man hewing the rock, to whom they said, God help you, honest lad, and what may your name be? My name is Montano, replied he, whereupon they called him their brother, and proposed to him that he should leave off digging the mountain, and should consent to go with them forthwith. He agreed to their proposal, and all three forthwith proceeded on their way, and journeyed for some time. Arriving at the bank of a river, they saw a man sitting who had a pair of enormous mustaches, with which he angled for fish for his subsistence. They all three said to him, God help you, brother, in your fish-catching. Thank you, brothers, he replied. What may your name be? They inquired. Mustacho, he answered, whereupon they called him also their brother, and invited him to join their company, which he did not refuse. And so these four journeyed on, and whether they journeyed long or short, far or near, my tale will soon be told, though the deed was a long time in doing. At last they arrived at a forest, where they saw a cabin standing on crow's feet, which kept turning here and there. They went up to it and said, Cabin, cabin, stand with your rear to the wood and your front to us. The cabin instantly obeyed them, and they, having entered it, began to consult how they should contrive to live there. After that, they all went into the forest, killed some game, and prepared food for themselves. On the second day, they left Quercillo at home to cook the dinner, whilst they themselves went into the forest to hunt. Quercillo, having got ready the dinner, took his seat by the window and awaited the return of his brethren. At that moment came Baba Yaga riding on an iron mortar, which she urged on with the pestle, whilst her tongue lolling out of her mouth, she drew a mark on the earth as she went, and entering into the cabin, she said, Till now ne'er a Russian white I've heard with ear or seen with sight, now full clear I see and hear. Then, turning to Quarsillo, she inquired, Wherefore did you come hither, Quarsillo? Thereupon she began to beat him, and continued beating him until he was half dead after which she devoured all the food which had been got ready, and then rode off. Upon the return of Corsillo's comrades from the chase, they asked him for their dinner, and he, not informing them that Baba Yaga had been there, said that he had fallen into a swoon, and had got nothing ready. 
In the very same manner did Baba Yaga treat Montano and Mustacho. At last, it coming to the turn of Jack with the bear's ear to sit at home, he remained whilst his comrades went forth in quest of game. Jack cooked and roasted everything, and having found in Baba Yaga's cabin a pot of honey, he placed a post by the perch, and having split it at the top, he thrust in a wedge and emptied the honey upon the post. He himself sat on the perch, concealing behind him the post while he prepared three iron rods. After the lapse of a little time, arrived Baba Yaga and screamed forth, Till now ne'er a Russian true, I've heard with ear or seen with view. Now I do both hear and view. Wherefore have you come hither, Jack with the bear's ear, and why dost thou thus waste my property? Whereupon she began to lick with her tongue about the post, and no sooner did her tongue arrive at the fissure, than Jack snatched the wedge from out of the post, and having entrapped her tongue, he leaped up from the perch and scourged her with the iron rods, till she begged that he would let her go, promising that he should be in peace from her and that she would never more come to him. Jack consented to her prayer, and having set her tongue at liberty, he placed Baba Yaga in a corner, whilst he himself sat by the window awaiting his companions, who soon returned and imagined that Baba Yaga had acted with him in the same manner as with themselves. But perceiving that he had the food already prepared, they were much astonished thereat. After dinner, he related how he had dealt with Baba Yaga, and laughed at them that they were unable to manage her. At last, wishing to show them the drubbed and beaten Baba Yaga, he led them to the corner. But there she was no longer. So they resolved to go in pursuit of her. And having arrived at a stone, they lifted it up and perceived a deep abyss, down which they thought of descending. But as none of his companions had courage enough to do this, Jack with the bear's ear consented to go. So they began to construct a cable, and having made a canoe for him to sit in, they let him down into the gulf. Meanwhile, Jack commanded them to wait for him a whole week, and provided during this time they received no intelligence of him to await no longer. If I be alive and pull the rope, draw up the canoe, provided it be light. But if it be heavy, cut the rope in order that you may not draw up Baba Yaga instead of me. Then, having bid them farewell, he descended into the deep subterranean abyss. He remained there for a long time. At length, he arrived at a cabin, which having entered, he beheld three beautiful damsels sitting at their needle and embroidering with gold, and these were the daughters of Baba Yaga. As soon as they perceived Jack with the bear's ear, they said, Good youth, what has brought you hither? Here lives Baba Yaga, our mother, and as soon as she arrives, you are a dead man, for she will slay you to a certainty. But if you will deliver us from this place, we will give you information how you may save your life. He promised to conduct them out of that abyss, and they said to him, As soon as our mother shall arrive, she will cast herself upon you and begin to fight with you. But after that she will desist and will run into the cellar, where she has two pitchers standing filled with water. In the blue pitcher is the water of strength, and in the white that of weakness. Scarcely had the daughters of Baba Yaga concluded their discourse, when they heard their mother coming in on the iron mortar driving with the pestle, whilst her tongue lolling out of her mouth she drew a mark as she went, whereupon they acquainted Jack. Baba Yaga, having arrived, screamed out, Till now narrow rust have I! heard with ear or seen with eye. Now do I both hear and spy. For what are you come hither, Jack with the bear's ear? Do you imagine to disturb me here also? Then, casting herself suddenly upon him, she began to fight. Both combated for a considerable time, and at length they fell upon the earth. Baba Yaga jumped up and ran into the cellar, whither Jack likewise rushed after her, 
and she, without examining, seized the white pitcher and Jack the blue one, and both drank. After that, they went out of the cellar and recommenced their combat. Jack, having overpowered her, seized her by the hair and beat Baba Yaga with her own pestle. She began to entreat Jack to take pity upon her, promised to live at peace with him, and that very moment to depart from the place. Jack, with the bear's ear, consented thereto, and ceased beating Baba Yaga. As soon as she was departed, he went to her daughters, thanked them for their information, and told them to prepare to leave the place. Whilst they were packing up their things, he went to the rope, and having pulled at it, his companions instantly let down the canoe, in which he placed the eldest sister, and by her sent word to them to draw them all up. Jack's comrades, having drawn up the damsel, were much astonished at the sight of her, but having learned from her the whole affair, they hoisted up her other sisters. At last they let down the canoe for Jack, but he, having this time stowed into the canoe many clothes and a great deal of money, and having likewise seated himself therein, his comrades, feeling the weight, imagined that it was Baba Yaga who sat there, and cutting the rope, left poor Jack into the abyss. Thereupon they agreed to marry the damsels, and lost no time in so doing. In the meantime, Jack with the bear's ear walked for a long time about this abyss, seeking for an outlet. At last, by good fortune, he found in the gloomy place an iron door, which having broke open, he proceeded for a long time in the same darkness. He then beheld a light at a distance, and directing his course straight towards it, he emerged from the cavern. After this, he determined to seek his comrades, whom he soon found, and the whole three were already married. Upon seeing them, he began to ask them why they had left him in the hole. His comrades, in great terror, told Jack that it was Mustacho who had cut the rope, and him Jack immediately slew, and took his wife to be his own. Then they all lived together, and acquired great riches. End of The Story of Ivashka with the Bear's Ear By Anonymous Translated from the Russian by George Borrow Read by Colleen McMahon